Welcome to the Wealth Standard Podcast with host Patrick Donahoe, author of the best-selling personal finance book, Heads I Win, Tales You Lose, and one of the nation's most influential financial advisors. The Wealth Standard's focus this season is investing. 2020 opened with markets and asset prices at all-time highs, but many of us experience more financial uncertainty now than we did a decade ago. Although there are more choices and opportunities than ever before, the risk-to-reward ratio teeters on a global fulcrum, contributing to the roller coaster of emotions surrounding financial well-being. It seems like everyone is walking on eggshells. This season, we'll cover topics revolving around investment theory and strategy, atypical investments versus conventional investments, and the role of investing within personal wealth strategies. The Wealth Standard Podcast is committed to inspiring you to be more financially free. There is no better time to gain clarity about your wealth strategy, your investments, and your financial future than now. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Patrick. Thank you for supporting another episode of the podcast. This is the Wealth Standard. I'm glad that you're here. I'm going to freestyle it be by myself this week. I'm going to bring on some cool guests in the coming weeks to speak about some of the points I'll bring up today. I'm going to make some comments regarding the $1.9 trillion stimulus bill. At the same time, there's enough information out there in podcasts that analyze the details. I'm going to approach it from a couple of different angles in hopes of inciting in you a, a different perspective of what's currently going on so that you can best navigate your wealth, your business, your profession, and of course, the enjoyment of life. I believe that that is what wealth is. It's to extract, to experience the joy in life, regardless of what's going on. Tall order, but definitely wealth is something that most people pursue. And oftentimes, when they associate it with money and material things, they come to find out that that is actually not what they wanted. So best to start with what wealth truly is, which is mindset, being able to look at your circumstances, look at your life and extract the good, extract the beauty, extract the gratitude, which if you think about it, is all around us. I tried to approach this $1.9 trillion bill from a more neophyte position, meaning eight to 10 year old who understands ideas at a certain level, and I look at the $1.9 trillion package from a economics perspective, from a legal perspective, from a precedent-setting perspective. I step back and I look at the first idea, which is the surface, especially the title, the American Rescue Plan, is pitching this $1,400 stimulus to families. I guess it'd be $2,800 per family and also extension of unemployment benefits. But I look at how much of the bill that amount is, and I've seen figures around 9%, 10%, even if it's 15%. That's where the focus has been. And it's unfortunate because in the end, when an eight to 10 year old sees candy, they see an amusement park, they see the surface benefit and don't necessarily have the experience to 
look at the unintended consequences. I think that it makes sense to me. And the majority of Americans do support the bill. At the same time, I believe if they took a shovel's deep look into the other points of the bill, tenets of the bill where money is being spent, it would cause even the young person to scratch their head. A billion here, 10 billion here, half a billion here for things that are unrelated to COVID, but at the same time are being pitched under this umbrella that it's necessary to rescue America. So that's the first thing that I observed is looking at this from a psychological perspective and how a bill that is monumentally massive in size. I mean, $1.9 trillion, we've become kind of desensitized to the language of money, right? To put things into perspective, 1.9 million seconds ago was 22 days. (laughs) I'm sure $1.9 million to most Americans is a lot of money. 1.9 billion seconds ago is 60 years. 1.9 trillion seconds ago, 60,000 years. This is a massive amount of money and it is going everywhere. And if money were free, if it grew on trees, if it's what most eight to 10 year olds kind of think money is, you just swipe a card and you get stuff. (laughs) It makes sense. And who wouldn't want all of this stuff? But there are consequences for spending this money because it's not free. Interest has to be paid on it. Principal has to be paid back. And I know that a topic that for those of you who are interested in economics and monetary policy and monetary theory, this idea of MMT, modern monetary theory, which removes some of the responsibilities associated with spending money at a government level. I'm not going to get into that today, of course, but it is something that is pretty much happening in a sense. This is money, $1.9 trillion. The amount of debt that's being piled up, it's just not possible to pay back without some significant dire changes, but we won't get into that either today. But what we will get into is some of the precedent that this is setting. A couple episodes back, I talked about some of the points of Biden's fiscal ideas and specifically taxes, what's going to change in that respect. And I believe that because of how this bill was passed, $1.9 trillion, the majority of Republicans, all of them, I think, opposed it and all of Democrats were in favor of it uh, to an extent. Actually, I think it was right down the line. So it's it's interesting where this sets a precedent with all their laws that are going to be pushed forward through the House and then the Senate and then signed into law. It's interesting just to now look at what Biden wants to push forward is likely going to be an inevitability. And that's kind of the precedent that it sets. And it may, be, may not be 100% absolute, but pretty close. So going back to a couple episodes ago, whether it's higher taxes, whether it's removing step up in basis for real estate, whether it's eliminating capital gains, meaning capital gains will be treated, especially for high income earners as ordinary income. I mean, these are sweeping changes, changes to the, the death tax, the estate tax, the lifetime exemptions that are available and what can be included. It's, uh, it's pretty crazy. So it's time to pay attention. There is going to be an impact likely. This is the precedent that it's setting, but it's setting another precedent as well, which is one that's way more philosophical, but I'll end, I'll end with this, making this a, a shorter podcast, right? The precedent is that Americans that 
people are not creative enough, hardworking enough to take care of themselves, to solve their own problems, to exercise their ingenuity, which is deep inside of everybody. This is where I think the precedent is very dangerous. You know, an example is an article came out three, four years ago that talked about, it was a study, I think it was done in like Europe somewhere, Sweden, I believe, where the study showed that if families had one less child, it would make a huge difference as far as the carbon footprint human beings leave. Now, of course, it's an incredible claim. (laughs) I mean, I guess you can just remove people and we wouldn't have any carbon footprint. But you look at, again, the human ingenuity specific to this claim. Right now, the inventor, Bill Gross, can look him up, not the Bond Bill Gross, but the ingenious inventor uh, currently has a project called Carbon Capture, which is an economical way to remove toxic carbon dioxide from the atmosphere. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> one of those children that weren't born was, wasn't Bill Gross or was Bill Gross. <laughs> There's no solution to at that magnitude, right? Again, the, the point I'm trying to make is that when we're put in predic- predicaments of challenge, difficulty, we can take the easy way out. And most people would if that hand is extended, but we can take another way out, a route that allows us to understand ourselves at a deeper level, to understand what we're made of. Think of the loss of fulfillment, the loss of self-respect, self-esteem, knowing that you overcame challenge, right? It's the feeling of rising above adversity. It's the feeling of conquering something that on the surface you did not believe was within you, what you weren't capable of. To me, these are the massive losses that are impossible to quantify, but the precedent that's being set is that when there's challenge, don't worry about it. You don't have to do anything. You can sit back. You can relax. We'll be there to help you. I don't believe that this is an environment of growth that leads to what we're looking for, which is a sense of self-understanding, a sense of self-reliance, respect, knowing that we, having the understanding, having the knowledge that we accomplished something, we overcame something. That to me, it's sad. I look at the genius in everyone and how that genius is being put on the altar of sacrifice. Now, I believe that there are circumstances where people find themselves in challenging times, maybe impossible to fend for themselves. At the same time, I think that is the exception, but we are making it the rule. There's a couple of interviews I'm going to link to as I conclude this short episode, and they were done a couple of years ago, one with Greg Lukianoff, who's the author of The Coddling of the American Mind, and another one, which is a follow-up to that book with Andy Tanner, just talking about what we teach our children, the importance of challenge, of difficulty, and of overcoming, and the sense that comes from overcoming, the muscle that that builds. I think it's important, especially with what's going on today. Taking a break from the show, you know, entrepreneurs inspire me. I love meeting leaders of successful ventures who discover an idea, formulate the business, and then execute. You'd assume that they know how to structure their personal finances. I believed that too, but I was wrong. 
Entrepreneurs are never taught to effectively manage their wealth to work alongside their business and lifestyle. All of that work, effort, toil, and time wasted. Entrepreneur 101 is an online course that teaches you a financial strategy that works so that success is not a flash in the pan, but lasting. The spirit of the entrepreneur doesn't have to be compromised. Register for the Entrepreneur 101 course today for free at thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. That's Echo November Tango. Thewealthstandard.com forward slash E-N-T. As a recap, what to take from this episode. Number one, I look at it's a clear path to higher taxes, to inflation, and ensuring that you ask yourself the question, how is my wealth, my portfolio, my financial future impacted by inflation? Now, I'll give you a short crash course on inflation. You know, this $1.9 trillion, in addition to the, I think it's north of $100 billion that hasn't been spent from the previous COVID bill, stimulus bill. But this is money that will go into circulation, okay? Even though it goes into areas that would just make you question, like, why would we do that? Just go look at some of the details. I'm going to link to some of the sites that itemize the spending in this bill. You guys can go check out. But that money is going to find its way into the business's pockets. That business is going to buy stuff. They're going to pay their employees, maybe give them a bonus or raise. Those employees are going to go out and spend money. This money came out of nowhere. The money was not earned. And now we have that much more that is circulating in our economy. And when you have more money circulating and a seemingly finite amount of goods and services, what ends up happening is that more money bids up the price of assets, bids up the price of goods and services. And we've seen that already. We're going to see even more of that. And what that means is that the money you have right now, the money you earn, the value of your assets, the value of your wealth will be buying less stuff in the future because those things have gone up in price. Okay, that's the nature of stimulus and subsequently inflation, higher prices. You can also define inflation as the devaluation of the dollar. Okay, that's the first thing. Second thing is legislation that is coming down the pipe, whether it's taxes or otherwise, that is being pushed forth by the current administration. Now we see that a precedent has been set where they can pass laws that are highly controversial. They can pass measures that are highly controversial. So pay attention and start setting up your tax strategy to help you keep more of the money that you've earned. And finally, it's the context of challenge and hardship. I'm not debating that there isn't hardship. I'm not debating that COVID hasn't made an impact or the response to COVID has not made an impact. It has. It is evident, not just in the United States, but around the world. As I say that, I remind myself that government was not set up to take care of people. Government was set up to protect the rights of people. People have done some incredible things over the course of time. And in this day and age, with access to limitless information resources, knowledge, well, can debate the definition of knowledge, but finding solutions, whether it's YouTube or books, blogs, 
podcasts, the majority of which is free, if not insanely inexpensive, people have the resources to solve problems. At the same time, when resources aren't needed, they are rarely taken advantage of. Water's not valuable until you're in the middle of a desert, really thirsty, okay, or running a race. It's the environment where resources become valuable. Right now, we have a prime opportunity as human beings to grow, to thrive, to learn, not just for our own betterment and the remuneration that comes tangibly, materially, but it's the feeling, it's the sensation, it's the understanding we have about ourselves, about what we're made of. And I think we all thirst for that. In essence, we're being robbed of that because of what's going on, where governments are taking care of us. They're solving our problems. They're giving us handouts. And as I look at it from an eight to 10-year-old, I can see on the surface that the bill makes sense. The narrative makes sense. But as an eight to 10-year-old, maybe 12-year-old, when you realize you've been deceived or screwed, you're going to be pissed. And I look at the emotions that are going on right now in the social atmosphere, the political atmosphere, and they're high, it's tense. So this is by no means to incite more of what doesn't serve you, but it's to make you even more aware of what's going on so as to navigate your life where you're not dependent on others. You're not dependent on handouts. You're ultimately dependent on yourself. And it's to take actions, it's to make efforts to those ends. Guys, thanks for tuning in this week. Appreciate the support. Tune into the next couple of episodes. We're going to be talking politics. We're going to be talking tax strategy and some investment strategy too, given what's going on with our current environment, specifically how the tax implications could impact your investment strategy, your wealth strategy, and some ideas of how to remedy that. All right. Until next time, take care, guys. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Wealth Standard Podcast. Be sure to visit the show's official website, thewealthstandard.com, for appropriate disclaimers and terms of service. Guest opinions are their own. If you require specific investing, financial, legal, tax, or any other specialized advice, please consult an appropriate professional. We welcome and appreciate reviews of the show. Head on over to iTunes or Stitcher to leave your review. And don't forget to subscribe to the show to get access to every new episode and exclusive interviews this season. Thanks again for joining us, and we'll see you next time. Whoa.